Hey everybody, it's Damara Gardner, founder of Black Women About Business. In case you haven't heard, Black Women About Business is all about supporting black female leaders to intersect business, leadership, and wellness. We are here to give you our podcast, which is all about business, leadership, and wellness inspiration for the black female leader. We interview black women on their business and leadership success along with their wellness practices. And we do it all within 15 minutes to, because we know that you lead very, very busy lives. So here in the studio with me is Danielle Smith Parker. She is the CEO and founder of Detroit Made. Uh, she's a residential and commercial, which is a residential and commercial cleaning service founded in 2013 for Detroiters on the go. Danielle and the Detroit Made Cleaning Team work hard to lighten the, lighten the load for Detroiters and free them up for things like family and work time, date nights, and naps. She's been featured in Fortune Magazine, Good Housekeeping, Red Book, Model D, AARP Magazine, Chrysler Portraits of Proud, as well as the PBS reality show Startup. Danielle has a Bachelor of Arts degree in Public Affairs and Public Relations from Central Michigan University. And she's an alumni of the Build Institute and Engage Masterclass. She speaks, she speaks frequently on entrepreneurship, self-care and time management best practices and has led talks at failure lab build institute delta sigma theta women's empowerment workshop detroit startup week and more when she's not with her detroit made family you'll find her hanging out with her husband donnell parker and their growing family she can also be found on instagram at detroit made posting unique cleaning tips and life hacks Danielle, welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, I was inspired uh, by the workshop that you gave at Startup Week. And when you said yes to be on the podcast, I was just delighted to have you. Oh, so so um, I can attest to the fact that uh, you are a woman on a mission and doing really, really amazing work. And you deliver such a crisp, succinct, understanding message about how we can elevate our business practices in a myriad so of ways. Yeah, thank you. So let's dive in. Sure. You've been at this since 2013 when most small businesses don't make it after five. What's the secret to your success? Fail forward, mm. definitely. Fail early <laughs> and and often, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think that um, we've had lots of of pivots and lots of opportunities to really learn and grow. Um, and I think especially in the beginning when we were sort of feeling our way out. So um, when I started Detroit Made, I started with just um, one team member, then I added a second and another. Um, so we've had um, the opportunity to really come to an understanding of what it means to develop a team mm -hmm. and what it means to develop systems and practices that really work and how to look at those practices and throw out what doesn't work and pivot really quickly. Yeah. Um, so I think that honestly um, being having the humility to kind of say like, oh, you know what? Okay. Uh, yeah. I hear that feedback and this doesn't work. Let me throw that out and modify and yeah. pivot. I think that's worked out really, really well for us and kind of throwing pride aside and saying, you know what? Hey, I need a mentor or, you know, whatever the case may be in terms of whatever will help us to move forward. That's been critical to our growth. That's such an important part of business, right? And I think that sometimes particularly founders get so stuck on whatever plans that they made, yeah. right? Um, that they may be missing all the signs that are coming at them Absolutely. saying that you have to stop and you need to refocus and recenter and to get some additional resources mm -hmm. so that you can be successful versus staying so 
um, tenaciously stuck Absolutely. on the plan. Um, and before you know it, you look up and it's too late. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it's We're dissolved. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You are filing bankruptcy. <laughs> right. And so I love that. Right. Failing fast is about humility, mm-hmm. uh, knowing in real time when things are not working Absolutely. and then applying the resources that you need so that you can make that thing. Work. Absolutely. That was awesome. All right, so I love your tagline, that you lighten the load for Detroiters, freeing them up for things like family and work time, date nights, and naps. Absolutely. Sounds like everybody needs you in their <laughs> life, right? So how did you come up with that? Sure, you know what, <clears throat> excuse me, it was really the perfect storm. So at the time, I was working in Lansing, I was living in Detroit, so I worked from home a couple days a week, um, and I would commute to Lansing you know, three days a week. And when I was home, I was working. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was still at work, but I was at home and I, I couldn't even focus because I'm like, I want to keep the place clean. And, you know, you want to have a social life and you want to do all these things, but you're busy. Yeah. And the honestly, the last thing I wanted to do was clean at that point because I was so swamped. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I started to look for a cleaning person. And that's when I kind of discovered there are all these um, resources, you know, lots of different cleaning services, but no one would come into the city. Yeah. So I was about a half mile south of eight mile at the time. Um, I contacted cleaners that were within two miles, one and a half, three miles. Nobody would come into the city. So, you know, not to dig into the weeds of all the social and, you know, all the social implications of all of that. I was really upset and really frustrated Mm -hmm, by it. mm -hmm. And um, it kind of came around at the time that I was sort of taking inventory and thinking about what I wanted to do in addition to what I was doing with my nine to five. Yeah. Um, and I had sort of a fixed view of entrepreneurship at that, at that time. It was sort of like all good entrepreneurs, they, oh, they quit their jobs immediately. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very fixed, um, narrow sort of view at, at that point. It was a, a, l- a little bit less broad mm-hmm. than, than what my, my view is at this point um but i started to kind of look for ways okay what can i what am i good at what is a what is a problem that i can solve so that i can branch out and do what i've always wanted to do and be an entrepreneur so i took i mean i made a list of things that ranged from everything from well i think i'm a pretty good singer maybe i can okay let me squash that okay you know all these different things and cleaning um building a team is something that i'm really good at Mm -hmm. um I've always been good at cleaning. I've always, I've taken all those, kind of basically took all those skills, put them together and thought, you know what? This is a problem that I'm having and I'm sure that other people are having this problem. Mm. Um, Folks that are, you know, your professionals who are looking for someone, you might be in the same sort of, I should say zennial space. I'm I'm not really a millennial. Yeah, yeah. millennial zennial space where you're not really accustomed to having a cleaning service come to your house, but mm-hmm. you're busy. Yeah, and so you know it's like okay, is that a thing that we do? You know, I, there are a lot. Like my friends were all in the same space, and I thought, well, you know what? I bet I could create something, and it, it's pretty straightforward. So I said, you know what? I think I'm going to give it a try. I sought out the Build Institute. I mm-hmm. continued to work at my nine to five for another few years. Mm-hmm set up, um, you know, made a business plan, which the Build Institute was really helpful in helping to really secure that and um, um, put meat on that business plan. Yeah. Um, And I set a goal to, you know, kind of transition out of uh, the nine to five and, you know, build a team in a way that would allow me to focus on growing that business. So in 2000. 
14 is when we did that. Yeah, everything that you just said is about connecting head and heart, right? Mm -hmm. You saw that there was this need in the marketplace that Detroiters were not getting the kind of access to cleaning services. Mm -hmm. So you had this moment of obligation, right? Um, You had always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but wasn't sure what that was going to look like. Mm -hmm. And then you had this thing that you were enraged about, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you went through this all this process of Mm -hmm. making a list, finding out the resources that were out there once you decided this is what I'm where I'm going to land. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to get connected to everything that I need to help ensure my success. Absolutely. Right. Um, and then also you talked about your strength. Right. You knew that you could build teams. Mm-hmm. So not only did you say I've got this moment of obligation, which was really led by your heart. Mm-hmm. Right. You used your head to get the support necessary. Mm-hmm. And you also acknowledge what it is that you could contribute mm-hmm. in order to making sure that you could be successful. Right. right. So I love how you walked us through all of that. Um, because I think that oftentimes we're in our head a lot about things related to leadership or entrepreneurship, but we're not necessarily connecting the heart of the matter, which Mm -hmm. I think leaving the heart behind, Mm -hmm. we miss something essential, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because the heart is really all about passion. And that's the thing that helps us stay anchored Mm -hmm. in the work that we do um, and to get us past that five-year mark, right? Definitely. So that was awesome. Okay, great. So my next question is, um, you're well sought out after, right? You've been on all kinds of media. You have tons of clients. Your business is growing. Um, You just won the pitch competition for Michigan Women Forward. So it's like, where have you not been? All right. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Where have you not been? So um, I imagine that when you first started out, you couldn't see all of this, right? right? Because we never do. Right. Um, So what did you imagine for yourself? You know, excuse me, initially it was really sort of testing the waters Mm -hmm. and actually the Build Institute, again, I you know, have to mention them because they were so critical in, in kind of starting this process yeah. along. I was teetering. I was debating between starting this business and um, cons- PR consulting, actually. But yeah. My degree is in public relations, and, and I have a degree in public affairs. Um, and I sort of went back and forth and kind of looked at assess my strengths and, and things like that. And then when I got to the class, and everyone was going around the room and they announced all these fun, exciting, sexy business ideas. I felt so nervous and self-conscious mm. to say, I'm going to start a cleaning business. I, I didn't have, I was very, very nervous about the concept. I had no idea where it was going to go or if it was just, you know, silly, totally, you know, outside of what my background would suggest I would, you know, venture out to, you know, move over to. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I announced it, there were so many people who had the same, um, who were kind of in the same space as me, a working professional who has very little time, and the time that they do have, they want to spend it with their family, and they, you know, they want to be able to outsource Mm. and to position them to be in a better space to practice better self-care for whatever that means for them, Yeah, whether it's a nap or a date or whatever the case is. And when when I got that reaction from my classmates and that support, I felt like, you know what, this is actually a thing. Yeah. Like, this is actually something that is, you know, it will help people with regard to self-care, outsourcing, realizing that, hey, like, it's okay to do this thing. You're not bougie. You know? Yeah. We get that a lot. You know? Absolutely. <clears throat> it's it's efficient. Yes. Um, and so seeing that, 
kind of gave me a bit of a confidence boost to talk about it more. And the more I talked about it, the more I wanted to work on it. And it was just sort of, it just snowballed. And when other people could see the enthusiasm and the passion that I had for it and the differentiator because Mm -hmm. we, you know, they're, you know, cleaning is a very straightforward business, you know, so it's, it's pretty clear, you know what it is, but I will say that Detroit made our differentiator is our value for Mm -hmm. self-care and prioritizing, you know, what works for your household and your family and kind of taking that sort of, you know, weirdness about outsourcing or seeking help with things that, you know, you could take your time to do other things. Absolutely. Um, So, you know, seeing that response really pushed my confidence in that way. Mm -hmm. How fortunate you were to have um, people that that got it, right? But but it wasn't, but you helped them to get it, right? Your passion is a thing that activated the support that they had for you, right? You made them believers. And I love how you have intersected wellness so succinctly in your brand um, because one of the things that I noticed from looking at your Instagram Mm -hmm. is that it's all about wellness. You just wrapped up a, um, was it a 21-day challenge 31 day you just uh, wrapped up clean in 2019 i love it right (laughs) and that you're seeing you've connected how your service can offer the freedom that people need to be able to take better care of themselves and so it's an investment right it's not an expense when you think about it that way um so how did you come to think of that like because that seems brilliant (laughs) that you're that you're intersecting wellness right and you've done it so well so how did you come to terms with that so it, it wasn't, I feel like on one hand it was there all along. You know, it was a problem that I had when I was looking for a service and decided to start the business, but I didn't see it very clearly until clients had so much difficulty even getting to us. Mm. So they would say, you know, you know what, I saw you on such and such, or I saw this on social media, or I got this flyer, but I've held on to it for the last six months. We don't do this, mm. you know, um, particularly black women. We don't do this. We don't hire cleaning services. I've, I've heard that a lot. Or you're caring for your children. You're caring for your, if you're, you know, depending on where you are in life, you're caring for your aging parents. And you got a lot of things going on. And it's like, I could do this. I could. I don't need to hire anybody. And there's this kind of stigma. It's like, am I being lazy if I hire someone mm. to help? And so when I would hear, and I, I, I've, I've heard it since we started, and when, by the time they get to us, it's a big deal that they've actually made the choice to outsource. I right? love that. Well, because they're going against the grain of how yeah. they've been socialized, Absolutely. right? We have learned that we can do it all, and mm-hmm. we should do and it all. And we're supposed to do and it. And if we right? don't do it all, we have some kind of deficit, Exactly. Right? We failed in some Absolutely. way, which is, obviously we know that's ridiculous. And so... I think it sort of evolved organically to promote self-care in this way. I love that. You know, hey, it's okay to say, you know what? My time would be better spent with my kids right now. And I'll, you know, if I have the opportunity to allow someone else to do this, I'll do that. I love that. You are breaking cultural norms, um, which I'm sure that when you started out, you didn't realize that you were going to be doing that as well. Um, And give and freeing up 
time for people to do the things that matter most in life, mm -hmm. right? Um, so Danielle, believe it or not, we have come to the end of oh, our wow. interview. It goes so fast, right? 15 <laughs> minutes so is for real, for real fast. <laughs> um, and I know that people are going to want to stay in touch with you. So how can they do that? Sure. So we're on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're, all, we're Detroit Made. Wonderful. So you make sure you check this sister out. Um, if you are in need of cleaning services and um, or if you've never even thought about it, right, and it would be a good idea, definitely definitely uh, support this woman doing her thing in business um, because it, not only is she providing a service that is of high quality, um, she is really helping us to connect with our wellness, which Black Women About Business is really all about that, right? Intersecting those two worlds. Um, so I want to remind you all that we have this Be Well Fabulous Black Woman Tour coming up. And um, we're going to be in Kalamazoo Battle Creek on March 26th at the Radisson Hotel downtown. We're going to be in Detroit on May 14th, and we're going to be in Grand Rapids on June 4th. Dr. Lynn Richardson, which is MC Light's business partner, is going to be doing an opening keynote. This is a woman that you are not going to want to miss. I saw her speak at um, Black Enterprise Entrepreneur Summit last year, and she is a powerhouse. So make sure you check us out on Eventbrite. You can go to our website, um, blackwomenaboutbiz.com, and find information out as well. And please make sure you follow us on social media. That's blackwomen underscore biz. Um, that's our Twitter handle, as well as our Instagram and then on Facebook we're just black women about business Danielle thank you again for being thank here today you so much. yes you're awesome listeners thank you so much for being with us until next time Ashe. Ashe